Hello and welcome to the T20 edition of Cricket Underrated. I am Abhishek Ambulkar, and along with Atisham Khan, we'll be taking a look at the El Clasico of IPL cricket. Yes, IPL tournament has produced humdingers over the years. No contest comes close to the Mumbai Indians versus Chennai Super Kings encounter, and it won't be unfair to call it the El Clasico of franchise cricket. There has always been this rivalry between. two of the most successful ipl teams of all time yes hello everyone hi abhishek and as you rightly pointed out we'll be discussing the rivalry between csk and mi in this podcast well these two teams have been the top two ipl teams without any doubt seven out of the last 12 ipl titles actually there have been 12 ipls thus far and seven of the titles of these ipls have went to these two teams with mi winning four titles and csk winning three So yes, these two teams and the clashes between them, it is the main course of IPL, without any denial. Now let's take a look at why it is called the most epic rivalry of IPL cricket. Talking about CSK, well, they played ten out of the twelve IPL. Uh, for obvious reasons, they were not part of IPL for two seasons, but. they reached eight finals out of those 10 ipls that they played in and they have been in top 4 in every season that they have been a part of so i think it is a stupendous record and they also have three titles as everyone knows well talking about mi the initial few seasons for them were not so good but they played all 12 ipls and eight times they have ended in top 4 they've won Four out of the five finals. That is 80% conversion ratio after reaching the final. So that is phenomenal from MI, and they have four titles, and it is the maximum number of titles that any team has won ever in IPL. So yes, these two teams are at the top. Well, as we started this podcast, uh, it was clear that these high octane matches have been quite riveting for all the fans to witness. Now, if we look at the record. between these two teams and uh, out of which mumbai indians have won 12 matches and chennai super kings have managed to win 7 out of them so it clearly shows that mumbai indians have been uh, dominating since last few season but it's always a fascinating contest between these two sides they have clashed against each other four times in the finals of the ipl now let's look at the five most epic encounters between these two teams and will go in chronological order so listeners just to specify these five matches that we would be discussing in this segment are non final matches the final matches between csk and mi we'd be discussing it separately okay so let's start with the inaugural edition of ipl it was the eighth match of the inaugural edition of ipl and csk were playing the first home game at chipox mumbai indians won the toss and asked csk to bat first and it was proving to be a disastrous decision for mumbai indians as matthew hayden just plundered the bowling attack of mumbai indians and mumbai indians ended up conceding 208 runs and it was not looking great for mumbai indians when they came out to score and chase this huge mountain of 208 runs and in 16th over it looked like mumbai will be losing this game by a huge margin when they lost six wickets 
But Abhishek Nair, who is the domestic hero for Mumbai team, turned up along with Harbhajan Singh, who almost managed to spoil the CSK's perfect game, but fell just short of six runs. And it would just be a beginning of mouth-watering clashes in the near future. Now moving on to 2011, Mumbai Indians were batting first this time, and they had managed to score 164 runs. And yes, it was not a huge total, but always these total are very tricky to chase. Chasing this total, CSK were in control till about 17 overs, and it was a brave call to give the 18th over to Harbhajan Singh, who had bowled really well up till that point. And Subramanian Badrinath, who was anchoring this chase beautifully, was left stranded at one end because Harbhajan Singh picked up three wickets in the 18th over and completely baffled the CSK. And that was it for the Mumbai Indians. That one over completely changed the game and Mumbai Indians ended up winning this game just by a meager margin of eight runs at Vankhede Stadium. Those were two epic matches. I would like to talk about the third one. It was the 2012 edition and Dwayne Smith came out of nowhere to shock Chennai Super Kings. Talking about the match, chasing 174 to win, Mumbai Indians were in cruise control and were going on their hunky-dory way towards victory when a collapse occurred. Needing 14 runs of the last three deliveries with Hilfenos bowling and I would like to tell you that Hilfenos was a great bowler back in those days and Dwayne Smith smashed him for 14 runs, hitting three boundaries consecutively of the last three deliveries to win a famous match for Mumbai Indians. Well, it made Dwayne Smith a name within the CSK management. As one could tell, in the next season, he was bought by CSK as their opener. So yes, it was one of those you can call it a humdinger of a run chase and Dwayne Smith was at the center of it. And like they say in IPL, it just takes one innings to completely change one player's fortunes. And that one innings came for Hardik Pandya against the great Chennai Super Kings team. Back then in 2015, when Mumbai Indians were playing against CSK at Chennai, they were in dire straits. And they required a lot of runs in the last three overs. Rohit Sharma had just got out at the wrong time. When the equation became 30 runs to get in the last two overs, out came Hardik Pandya and smashed Pawan Negi for huge four sixes in that 19th over. And that over changed the complexion of Hardik Pandya's life. Because Mumbai Indians went on to win the match from a very difficult situation and very precarious situation. So this was one close match where the fortunes kept fluctuating for both the sides, but it was in the end cool-headed Hardik Pandya who saw his team through. And we all knew back then that he was on to something special. And to end this segment of epic league games between MI and CSK, how can we not talk about the IPL 2018 opener between MI and CSK? Well, it was the comeback match for CSK. They were coming out of the two-year exile that they faced in IPL. And it was a comeback match. CSK were regarded as daddy's RB and everyone was skeptical about how they would perform. 
against a very good MI and throughout the IPL as well. Talking about the game, it was again a humdinger, a humdinger of a run chase. Mumbai Indians batting first, batted pretty well and got to 165 runs. And it was a decent total considering the pitch and the opening match that it was. Well, CSK's chase began pretty decently, but debutant Mayank Markande wrecked havoc in the middle overs and CSK were reeling at one stage when Kedar Jadav got retired hurt at 83 for 5. Well, Dwayne Bravo kept CSK in the match and in the last three overs, he went berserk and smashed Mitchell McLennagan and Jaspreet Bumrah all over the park. Well, but it was very unfortunate for him to get out on the last ball of the 19th over, leaving CSK with 7 runs to win of the last 6 balls, but CSK were 9 wickets down. And Idar Jadav, who had this injury and couldn't run, had to come out. Well, he was on strike, knowing that he couldn't run. And Mustafizur did the mistake of bowling at the same position to Kedar Jadav. And Jadav anticipated pretty well, smashed Mustafizur for a six, leaving CSK with one run to win. With Imran Tahir on the non-striker side, Jadav smashed a boundary leading to epic celebrations and a famous victory for CSK in the one-three-day stadium. And it was the perfect start that they could have had in the IPL on their return. Well, that was pretty much it about the league stage matches, which were very close and went down to the wire. Now, let's talk about the finals between these two teams. They have faced each other four times in the IPL finals. And out of four times, Mumbai Indians have the advantage of beating CSK on three occasions. Yes, Abhishek, absolutely. Mumbai Indians have had the edge over CSK when it comes to the finals. But talking about the last final in 2019, well, it could have been a different story. It was a very close match. Mumbai Indians winning it by one run with a wicket falling of the final ball. It was heartbreak for the CSK fans and joy for the Mumbai Indians fans. But when you think about it, if this match could have gone the other way, it could have been 2-2. But could have been, would have been, should have been. And Mumbai Indians have that knack of winning finals. As we already mentioned, they have 80% record of winning the finals. So yes, Mumbai Indians have been better in the finals against CSK. And Adesham, if we just uh, quickly revisit that match, uh, Mumbai Indians once again ending up with not so good total, 149 runs. But it's always the big finals and the pressure gets to you and the nerves are jangling. And CSK just needed 9 runs in the final over. And CSK had Shane Watson, who was playing the innings of the IPL. And it was up to Lasit Malinga, who had to defend just 9 runs. With the said batsman Shane Watson still out there, batting on 80. And what a brilliant bowling performance that was from Lasit Malinga. Of course, there was a bit of misunderstanding in the final over, which resulted in the dismissal of Shane Watson. But that one over showed why he is still considered as the best death over specialist for any T20 side and for the value he brings for any side which he plays for. That resulted in a famous victory of Mumbai Indians 
in the last edition which was played in 2019 talking about malinga well credit must be given to him he has been a legend for so many years now and in that final i remember the last ball that he bowled to shardul thakur was a slower one so you require a lot of courage as a player to do this on the final ball of the tournament and he executed it to perfection so yeah kudos to malinga he's a legend and well he will be missing uh, this edition of ipl as we all know so yes it will be difficult for mumbai indians to find a replacement for him uh, but yes he has been a great player so malinga is missing ipl and uh, apart from malinga a lot of players are uh, missing this edition of ipl because of various reasons uh, health concerns due to covid being the top most reason Just talking about csk the two main players the, their only off spinner harbhajan singh will not be playing this ipl and their stalwart number 3 has been his position in csk forever now and suresh raina won't be a part of the setup this year and it is a big blow for csk and they'll have to adjust their balance we talked about covid and players missing ipl and for the players who would be playing well i think they'll find themselves a bit rusty many of them uh, no competitive cricket being played in most parts of the world for the past 5 to 6 months and we saw a clear example of what rustiness could do in a recent t20 match that was between england and australia the first t20 i am talking about uh the australian players looked very rusty while chasing a modest total at the end so i think a few matches in ipl would also be affected due to players being out of form out of touch swinging at the ball not connecting it might happen and i think we should discuss about that as well yes absolutely atisham because uh, i remember uh, i think one of the players was saying about the confidence the cric- this game of cricket is pretty much about confidence and uh, the way you execute those skills and players start to question themselves in these tough situations when they are away from their families uh, playing outside india and it's not a great situation to be in and remember there won't be any crowd to support them and along with the confidence at the sham i think one of the bigger concerns for players would be the injury how they manage to come out of it and their fitness will be tested because out of competitive cricket for this long i think this has never happened before so that will be also a big factor and that's when the support staff will come into picture how to keep the players fresh and ready to go for all the matches because ipl takes a lot out of the players with all the traveling and all the matches which are scheduled very closely yes uh, you are absolutely right here and though teams have got limited options but still they have to choose their perfect and the best 11 from what is available on the platter we've come to the last segment of this podcast and in this segment we would be discussing the possible best 11 from csk and mi that could be fielded by the captains get ready get set as we discuss the possible best 11 for these two teams so we'll start with csk well as i mentioned before in this podcast suresh raina won't be a part and number 3 spot remains empty dhoni 
as a captain and the csk management have to find a right replacement for rana because it's a crucial spot for the team this also creates a lot of problems because with the absence of suresh rana csk are a batterless in a team filled with all rounders you need a specialist at the top well murli vijay is an option but he hasn't played much in the recent past at the highest level and his form would be a concern so when raina is not playing at number 3 i think fab duplicy is a certainty to partner shane watson at the top and for me shane watson and fab duplicy would make the top 2 of this 11 now we come to number 3 suresh raina is not there the only replacement and the possible choice the csk has and which is the best one for them is ambati raidu so ambati raidu comes in at number 3 in my team now we have the usual suspects at 4 and 5 ms dhoni and kedar jadav without any doubt number 6 and number 7 we have two all rounders ravindra jadeja and duen bravo well the position of duen bravo can be questioned with the inclusion of sam karan into the squad but i think duen bravo with his experience gets the edge and i think he'll play at number 7 with duen bravo fab duplessy and shane watson three spots for the overseas players have been filled so i guess imran tahir might just miss out making this 11 and piyush kaula will play as the leg spinner in this 11 at number 8 well now the three fast bowlers we have one spot left for the overseas fast bowler and two indian fast bowlers so deepak chahar and shardul thakur for me would be the entrance at number 9 and number 10 leaving a spot for one overseas fast bowler in the 11 well csk have two choices josh hazelwood and lungi angidi talking about the recent record josh hazelwood has been proven very economical in the recently concluded bbl season well he bowled pretty well and considering the type of bowler that he is bowling line and length keeping the batsman in check he might be very effective in the power play and observing dhoni from the past tournament he likes bowlers who can contain the batsman really well and be very effective with the new ball so i think josh hazelwood just gets a slight edge over lungi angidi and for me he walks in at number 11 so that completes the 11 for csk the possible best 11 that i could think of Shane Watson, Fab Duplessy as openers. Raidu at number three. MS Dhoni, Kedar Jadhav, Ravindra Jadeja, and Dwayne Bravo making up the middle order. Piyush Chawla playing as the leg spinner. Deepak Chahar, Shardul Thakur, and Josh Hazelwood being the fast bowlers. That would be the perfect eleven for CSK, according to me. Okay, now let's look at the Mumbai Indians' possible eleven. I think there are no surprises. Uh, I'll just list down all the obvious. choices which mumbai indians would play in the playing 11 now starting with rohit sharma so rohit sharma obviously the captain of mumbai indians team the what the best player for mumbai indians the best batsman and the obvious choice comes in automatically in the 11 and it would be no surprise if pandya brothers find themselves in the playing 11 because with their all round abilities they provide much needed balance to the team with krunal pandya offering his left arm spin services to the team and hardik pandya the seam bowling all rounder 
which any captain would love to have in his team. As we mentioned earlier in the segment of this podcast, Lasit Malinga, an obvious choice, would be missing out in this IPL. That will mean Jaspreet Bumrah once again will shoulder the bowling responsibilities for Mumbai Indians. So these are four players who are an automatic selection for Mumbai Indians. That leaves us with seven spots in the squad of 11. Let's look at the openers. Looking at the past record, Mumbai Indians have always gone for aggressive openers. Be it Richard Levy, David Jacobs in the past. This time also, it was no-brainer when they went for Chris Lynn. And surprisingly, Chris Lynn had a relatively decent outing in the last season for KKR. So, it was a good buy for them. Now, partnering Chris Lynn at the top of the order will be Surya Kumar Yadav, who has done really well in the last two seasons. So, Chris Lynn and Surya Kumar Yadav would be my openers in the Mumbai Indians eleven. That leaves me with a very difficult situation because people always complain that Rohit Sharma should bat at the top. But with these two batsmen at the top, I think Rohit Sharma can drop to number four. Now, the important question that who should bat at number three for Mumbai Indians? And I think it should be Quentin Dickock because Quentin Dickock, once again, is a very explosive batsman and he has really done well for South Africa and Mumbai Indians in the past. So, he can be a number three. So, even if Mumbai Indians lose a quick wicket, he still can uh, you know, provide that flying start in the first six overs. Rohit Sharma will be batting at four. Five will be Hardik Pandya because of his explosive abilities. And Kyron Pollard can bat at six. Coming at number seven will be Krunal Pandya. And he's such an explosive batsman and very handy all-rounder to have. So, Krunal Pandya would bat at number seven. So that leaves us with three choices for bowlers. So we already have three foreign uh, players slots filled. That is Chris Lynn, Quinton DeCock, and Kyron Pollard. That leaves us with just one spot for the overseas bowler. Now, Jasprit Bumrah will be shouldering the bowling responsibilities. So I think the other bowler who should be partnering Jasprit Bumrah with the new ball is Trent Bolt. And the reason why Trent Bolt should uh, in the 11 is because of his excellent death over skills. And he, not only death overs, he can provide the early breakthroughs with his swing in the first six overs. So that can be a bonus as well for the bowling side. With Trent Bolt, that I think uh, fills up all the four foreign player slots uh, in this Mumbai Indians 11. The question now arises, who should be the spin partner for Krunal Pandya? And I think Rahul Chahar would be an automatic choice for Rohit Sharma, who likes to play aggressively. And with a leg spinner, he can always have that leg spinner bowl in the bowling power play in the first six overs. And leg spinners can provide much needed breakthroughs at any juncture of the game. So Rahul Chahar can be a good addition to this Mumbai Indians side. So that leaves us with just one spot for bowlers. And I think it should go to Dhawal Kulkarni. And Dhawal Kulkarni is making his comeback to Mumbai Indians team. Earlier he was with Mumbai Indians team. Went back to Rajasthan. Now once again finds himself in the reckoning for the spot in Mumbai Indians squad. So that completes the Mumbai Indians lineup. Now quickly once again uh, take a look at the Mumbai Indians complete squad. So Chris Lane and Surya Kumar Yadav would, would be the two openers. Quentin Dickock at number three. 
Number four, Rohit Sharma can anchor the innings and control the game in the middle overs and obviously uh, provide flourish in the final 10. Hardik Pandya at five, Polar at six, Krunal Pandya at seven, Rahul Cheher, Jasprit Bumrah, Trent Bolt and Dhawal Kulkarni to complete the rest of the playing 11. This looks very strong on paper and much settled. Atisham, I think you will agree with this because uh, the core remains the same over the years with the core team members of Rohit Sharma, Hadik Pandya, Pollard and Trunal Pandya and obviously Jasprit Bumrah. Yes, Abhishek, uh, these two teams have been built on the core that they have developed over the years. You talk about CSK, MS Dhoni, Suresh Raina. Now Shane Watson is an integral part. Ambati Raidu is an integral part. So, yes, these two teams, CSK and MI, keep their core intact and that is what has been the success factor for these two teams. That is what I believe. So, listeners, this was our predicted playing 11 that we think could field up in the first match, the IPL opener on 19th of September. Looking forward to what we expect from this tournament, this would be a completely different IPL from the yesteryears with no crowds, matches not happening in India, pitches in Dubai. So it will all play a factor and teams have to be really smart in picking up their 11 as per the conditions. It will be very difficult for the experienced players to play without the crowd as they have been accustomed to over the years. So it will be a different challenge altogether and as viewers, we cannot wait to see it. So that brings us to the end of a very special episode and hopefully this is just the start of many more episodes to follow in this segment of T20 Cricket. would love to hear your views on your playing 11, your favorite players coming into the 11. Hope you like our content on different streaming platforms. And if you like the content, please subscribe to our channels. Thank you.